This is The Playbook. Thank you for having me. You know, I'm thinking about while I watched that video, one of the biggest takeaways that I've had, and that's why I'm here, hopefully to teach lessons by telling stories, which I've always found to be the best way to learn lessons. But I'm gonna teach a lesson that's probably more valuable than any other lesson, and that's how do we learn lessons? And I've been to college, law school, graduate school, business school, every webinar, seminar, workshop that there is, and what the result has been the majority of all of that education of lessons is a whole bunch of storage units and garages full of boxes. And so one of the most valuable lessons that I've learned is how do we learn and what lessons do we keep and how do we access those lessons? So one of the things that I've learned throughout time is that- you want to be happier with your job. Exactly, we have two different learn David Meltzer's here. And- uh, Learn to love what you do. Learn to love what I'm cheating again. Um, Anyway, it reminds me of the time that one of my PR guys put his phone in my back pocket and then thought he lost it. So I'm in front of like thousands of people and he does find my iPhone. And I can't understand why my butt's like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> and he thought he was gonna be fired, but everyone backstage thought that was funny. Um, lessons though, here's what I've learned about lessons. There's two types of people. There's people who write down everything I say and, uh, or not say, and then there's people that write down nothing. Uh, and both end up with the same result. What I suggest and what has worked for me over years is I write down or type in or whatever way you capture lessons, just the things that resonate with me. See, we're born with intuition and a lot of people confuse intuition that somehow intuition means that we know something's gonna happen, meaning the right or the wrong or the hard eight or the hard six or the seven when you're playing craps. I use that as the best example because I sit next to being in the sports and entertainment world, a lot of gamblers and like, I knew it was gonna be a hard eight right, as an example of what their gut tells them, that intuition, but the truth is they probably knew it was gonna be a hard eight, six or seven other roles while we were standing there. <laughs> so your intuition just is an indicator, right? Our intuition is an indicator to pay attention. So what I want you to do is use your indicator that when you learn a lesson or hear a story that resonates with you, go ahead and capture it, but even more important than capturing it, Create a system you can access it, and I would suggest boxes in your garage and store units are not the best way to access lessons. So we have terrific searchable technology. If you want to get the most out of your journey, because life is about lessons and the lessons will keep on coming till you learn it, figure out what resonates with you, how to capture and access those lessons. Um, and to that measure, your frequency is your neighborhood. Remember why we are different, that 10% of the people here will resonate with everything I say. We're on the same frequency, we're in the same neighborhood, and 10% of you, as I've learned, I am like Tabasco in a wound, and no matter what I say. So I could sit up here, and 10% of you, and just say the, 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 for 30 minutes, and at the end of 30 minutes, 10% of you, I swear, would come up to me and go, oh my gosh, that was genius. The way you displayed discipline, I've never seen any, what, a, right? And we've seen plays like that, where it's like, are you kidding me? Um, and then 10% of you, I literally could be Einstein up here, spousing the theoretical, metaphysical, physics, truths of the universe, and 10% of you, like, that's the biggest idiot I've ever met. And, and in fact, 
Einstein suffered that when he created E equals MC squared, right? The majority of the community didn't resonate what he proved. It took them 10 years until it resonated with them. So I want you to think about intuition as intellect, as a gut feeling, as an energy or a frequency, and inspiration as well, because the basis of what I teach is very similar to what you just heard, except for I'm a little bit less polarizing in my opinions. I believe that in order to exist, you have to believe there's something bigger than you. You have to believe in an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source because then you become a resource. I believe you have to believe, however you define it, whatever religion, philosophy, spirituality, academia, physics, modern, quantum physics or metaphysics you believe in, I believe that on this journey you have to realize there's something bigger than you, an omniscient, all-powerful, and all-knowing source that loves you more than your mom. <laughs> I promise you will be extremely happy in life extremely happy in life that you know there's something that big and that omniscient, unlike your mom, uh, but loves you more than your mom. Why is that so important? Because on our journey, the one perspective that best suits everyone is the journey of protection and promotion. The one thing that I've learned is life will be full of pain, suffering, failure, setbacks, and mistakes that are there to protect and promote you, not punish you. Just like when you were little, and most of you probably did this, I did, I had a second grade teacher, a mom who, as a single mom, raised six kids, all who went to the Ivy Leagues, except for one of the kids wasn't that good of a student. Um, and anyway, <laughs> and she would never hit. Before cell phones, by the way, I will give you a little parenting advice. Anybody, in my opinion, that hits their kids an idiot because just buy them the best phone that you can afford take the phone away, they'd rather actually cut off their arm than you take the phone. So I don't know why you would ever wanna hit a child, just take their phone, it's much easier. Children's Services appreciates it as well. Um, but you're going to be protected and promoted at all times, just as if when I was three years old and I had this unbelievable saying as a mother, I went to go touch a hot stove because it looked like a good decision. It looked like a really good decision. And as I reached out to touch the stove, what did my mom do? She slapped the back of my hand harder than I've ever been hit and screamed at me, no. What was my reaction immediately? Oh my God, mom, what did I do? Why, why are you punishing me? Why are you punishing me? And she immediately hugged me like she always did and said, I'm not hugging, I'm not punishing you. I'm promoting you, I'm protecting you. You just don't know what that stove's gonna do to you. So when you don't get the job and you catch a dis-ease of any kind, and I believe that we live at ease and that we should learn to identify what puts us at dis-ease, physically, mentally, spiritually, by identifying these things that put us at ease, that we are being protected and promoted at all time. It's an indicator that we have a better place, a better position. Because I promise you, if your mom was omniscient and was all-powerful, she would only do and give you things that would protect and promote you. And you wouldn't be smart enough to understand it. That's what occurs every single day. One other thing occurs every single day is as we understand ourselves, there's two types of people besides the note-takers and the non-note-takers. There's two types of people. Ignorant people that don't know what they don't know. And then... There's ignorant people that don't know what they don't know. 
The difference between the two is there's humble ignorant people that know they don't know what they don't know and they act and think and say and believe and feel in that way. And then there's ignorant arrogant people that know that they don't know what they don't know but they throw it at you and project it on you as if they do because they're so afraid. <laughs> and it's not the people that are most obvious that are a detriment or a dis-ease to you, the ignorant, arrogance ones in your life that are so obvious, especially if you're on social media as a middle-aged mutant turtle like me, where people will just hate you for no reason. Those people don't bother me at all because they're obviously ignorant and arrogant because I don't know what I don't know and they're telling me that they somehow know what I think I know and they hate me for it. That makes no sense. The most dangerous people I think in our lives are the ignorant, arrogant people that love us the most. They're the ones that hold us back and limit us from the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source, like my mom. Why is that? If anybody's a parent or been a parent or wants to be a parent, you should realize one thing, that we are way more afraid for our children than we are for ourselves. Therefore, when we give them advice and pretend as if we know what we don't know, when we tell them to take a job, don't take a job, go to college, don't go to college, date that person, don't date that person, whatever we're telling them as parents is ignorant arrogance. We don't know. And we give bad advice to the people we care most about because why? We're more afraid for them than we are for ourselves. And it's essential that we realize the ignorant humility and the ignorant arrogance when we go through our journey to learn these lessons to promote and protect ourselves and others. And in order to do so, there's one other capability that we don't have, and it's the ability to see results. What do I mean by that? See, time to me is the dependent variable of all matter, subjective and objective matter. Time is the dependent variable, why? Because in the past, we can use time to quantify the past, an infinite past, right? If we close our eyes and I tell you, everybody, come with me 100 million years in the past, it would take you about 0.1 seconds to come with me. It's infinite, you can go back as far as you want, trust me. And the same thing with the future, right? We can go forward 100 million years in a matter of a second, there's an infinite amount of time. Believe it or not, being able to quantify time in the respect of faith, that there's something bigger than us that loves us more than our mind, that's omniscient, all-knowing, and all-powerful, that makes us a resource that can be omniscient, all-powerful, and all-knowing as well by understanding the dependent variable of time. What do I mean by that? So many people are limited by their past, and yet they don't realize what's limiting them in an infinite past that they have. Remember, the past is infinite in all of its nature. The only limitation of that infinite nature of the past is the meaning you give it. That's the only one. And I have seen people limit the pursuit of their potential, the acceleration, aggregation, and compound interest of energy that I will talk about that is an accelerant for your future of what you think you want by limiting themselves, by putting a meaning on inflection points, defining moments, even historical references. So many people limit themselves. I met a woman one time, I was speaking in France at a sports convention, and she literally said to me, oh, I can't do that because remember the French-American War? <laughs> like, I get slavery and I get the Holocaust, but that one threw me for a loop. <laughs> as insignificant as that sounds, 
you would be amazed how many people, including you, have limited your potential by giving the wrong meaning to the past. So we want to make sure in an infinite past that we are spending minutes and moments, not days, weeks, months, and years, giving the meaning to the inflection points, defining moments, and historical references that we've learned in whatever experiences that we've had to give that meaning aligned with the trajectory of what we think we want, not what we don't, not what other people want for us or not what's missing. That's the majority of the people, and they don't even realize the limitations or the interference or the dis-ease they're causing in their life simply by giving the wrong meaning to a past in a trajectory to a future that they think they want. Start there. Realize and align, and then you can go to today. What is the only limitation of the present? Very simple. 24 hours. It's a collective, defined amount of time, a man-made construct that bonds us all together on earth. Everybody lives under the construct of 24 hours. Now you can bend that and utilize it. So where I look at things in saying what behaviors, activities that I'm aggregating, accelerating, and compounding, why? Behavior and activity is an energy, just like money. A lot of people haven't made the leap yet to figure out money is an energy that, like all energies, when we consistently save money, that it will aggregate, compound, and accelerate upon itself. What's the problem and the obvious problem of money is most people think that there should be a what? An instant result. There is an instant result, it's just not the one that you want. I promise you. And the instant result of all energetic accumulation, all energetic aggregation, all energetic compounding effect and acceleration that occurs through physics, quantum physics, and metaphysics, the exact instant result is, caused, is called one thing, progress. Your behavior, your money, whatever it is, is progressing in a trajectory determined by the meaning you gave your past of what you think you want. And so if your behavior is aligned with synergistic supplementary to that trajectory, or your behavior is quote unquote good, I know you and I get that, but if it's good, it means it's aligned with where I want to be, it will aggregate, your good behavior will aggregate into a good result. And I'm telling you with faith, the result that it aggregates into is better than you think it is. It just doesn't arrive on the time that you think it does because the time when we have good behaviors is immediately. I haven't told, you guys are in the profession, a lot of you. How many people come to you and they start working out or dieting and they literally at the end of the week go, it's not working. <laughs> are you kidding me? It is working. You're progressing towards what you think you want. And you're going to end up somewhere bigger and better because you're being protected and promoted by all the lessons you're going to learn along the way that are creating disease or interference to that. So to biohack happiness or health or whatever else you want to biohack, the first step is to give the meaning of the past aligned with what we want. Now, I utilize non-negotiables to make sure that what I want, what's most important to me is covered every single day because I want an aggregate effect, a compounding of interest and acceleration of what I want. So I start with, and this has changed since I'm 55 now, it's been about five years, I always started with my family. Anybody here prioritize their family? All right, you got to change that. I'm going to tell you how to prioritize your family. <laughs> I prioritize my family now by prioritizing my health. Right, I learned that if I'm unhealthy, 
If I'm healthy, I get as many wishes and I can do whatever I want. I have unlimited potential to help my family, my finances, my community, whatever it is in a trajectory what I think I want. But if I'm unhealthy, I only get one wish. So I utilize time as a dependent variable of what I want in a trajectory of what I think I want in the future, which is to be here in the future and to be super capable of helping other people, making a lot of money and having a lot of fun in my journey. By taking care of myself first, by giving a minimum amount of time, a minimum of an hour a day, seven days a week, knowing that time aggregates compounds and accelerates just like money, just like behaviors. So I utilize that time to say to myself, a minimum of an hour a day, a minimum of two minutes a day is worth two hours on a Saturday, that's for sure. Why? Because of compounding effect of energy. So I ask myself every day, what is it I want today personally, experientially, giving and receiving wise in the trajectory of what I think I want in the future, giving the meaning to the defining moments, inflection points, and historical references of my past to help me, to promote me and protect me, not to limit me or interfere with me. Right, you're looking at someone that lost over $100 million. I went bankrupt. When it happened at that time, I could not find how this would promote and protect me. <laughs> In fact, I will share with you the lowest moment of bankruptcy to me was that I grew up poor with this extraordinary mom. Only reason I wanted to be rich was I was going to buy my mom a house and a car. Nine months out of law school, I was a, multi, a millionaire and bought my mom a house and a car. By the time I was 30, a multi-millionaire. And a little bit after that, ran the most notable sports agency in the world, which made me even more of a multi-millionaire. And I had access to what even billionaires couldn't afford. So as I had to move from my 33 homes in San Diego alone, a ski mountain and a golf course, my own plane, cars, everything that I had into a rented house with rented furniture in one car, what was worse is I had to walk over to my mom's house, which I bought her, and tell her I was bankrupt. But worse than that, I had forgot to take my mom's house out of my name. So I had to tell her she had to move. Now at that moment, if somebody would have told me that I was protected and promoted, because I sure felt punished. I felt as if, like Bill Gates, I was doing all the right things. <laughs> I did. But my behaviors were aggregating and accelerating and compounding because I wasn't surrounding myself with the right people and the right ideas. I didn't know what I didn't know. I had great intention, but the result was coming. And I'll tell you 17 years later that I was protected and promoted, that that occurrence, that historical reference, that inflection point in my life saved my life. It saved my marriage. That I would not be here in front of you today or in front of anyone or with my wife and my beautiful four children but for the fact that I had a lesson to learn. Did it hurt? Oh, trust me. But I grew so much and my faith, I remember telling my mom, I don't believe in God anymore. She looked at me much more wise than I was. She said, you don't believe in God? I said, no, I did everything right. And this is what I get. Everything I did was for other people. And this is what I get. And she said, son, 
you believe in God. I said, no, Mom, I don't. She said, you do. You believe in the wrong God. And that's when it hit me. The faith that I had was not in what I should have had. My trajectory, the activities that I had. See, bad behavior, it aggregates the same way. You progress into the wrong direction, but you don't see the result. See, we expect a good result from good behavior, but we don't expect bad results from bad behavior. How many people have you met? I've been smoking three packs a day for 18 years. Surprise, you're 19, guess what I got? Lung cancer. Surprise! It's not a surprise. Behavior aggregates on itself. It compounds, it accelerates. We just don't have the capability to be aware of the progress because we're searching and attaching our emotions to an outcome, usually that we don't want. Why? Because we don't have faith that we're already connected to the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source. We're always searching for more. We're searching for our why. We're searching for more health, more happiness, more wealth, and more worthiness. Instead of realizing I am, I am, Adonai, I am that I am. If anyone's read the Moses Code, I am that which is healthy, happy, wealthy, and worthy. I just got to figure out what I'm doing to interfere with it. And you can't figure out what you're doing to interfere with it unless you know what you want. And then that possibility of what turns into a probability by knowing who you can help with what you want and who can help you. Right, my logo is this. It's really simple. I'm here asking for help from those people that are a higher base camp than I, a higher frequency, a higher vibration. I'm asking them for help. And you know what I've learned about people at the higher base camps? They're extremely willing to help and extremely positive and encouraging. I can't think of one person that sat at a base camp ahead of me in a situation that I wanted to be in that when I asked for help said, no, you can't do it. Only I can do it. Now, there's plenty of people on the base camps below me that I'm trying to help to tell me not only why they can't get to the base camp I'm at, but also telling me why I can't get to the next base camp. <laughs> so we want to know to make our possibilities, probability, who it is we can help with what we want and who can help us. That will increase the acceleration and statistical success of the compounding of the behaviors in the trajectory of what we think we want, giving the meaning to the inflection points and defining moments of our past so we can be more at ease. Then it's how. The third thing, the what, the who, and then the how. How is determined by time. I study time with three lenses. You don't have to use these lenses, but I found these lenses help to accelerate, compound, and aggregate my behaviors. Productivity. I want to be as productive as possible. Accessibility. I want to be accessible to others as possible and access what I want. Source. And I want to be as grateful as po possible. Simplest lesson I've ever learned is say thank you before you go to bed and when you wake up. It will change your life. If you do it 30 straight days, you will actually see a result. You will see changes in your life. The problem with saying thank you every single day, regardless of every spiritual text, religious text, philosophical text, theoretical text, and every world thought leader I've ever met and every podcast I've ever listened to, they all say that gratitude is the most positive thing. The problem with it is this. The simple things to do, the simplest things to do that take 0.1 seconds and are free and will change your life exponentially more than anything anyone could ever teach you called gratitude, the simplest things to do are unfortunately 
simple not to do. There lies the problem right there in the how. Because the simplest things that have the most impact are simple not to do. And so therefore, we have to utilize lenses of productivity, accessibility, and gratitude in order to effectuate the simple things that have the most impact, which will give you exponentially the best results. So if you know your what, your who, and your how, you then will know your now. Possibilities of what, a probabilities of who, your perspective is how, and your now is reality. If you know what, who and how, you know what's important to you, so therefore, all the activities are planned, and when God laughs at you, all the unplanned activities are easy to define into two areas. Do it now or do it next. If you know what to do now and to do next, the efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success in your life, the compounding, aggregation, and acceleration of your good behaviors will be outstanding, and you will be so much farther along towards what you think you want. Still open-minded, open-hearted, and open-handed to change your mind tomorrow because COVID hits or some other thing that we're too stupid to know is going to happen happens. Why? Because we don't know what we don't know. But we do know that if we're productive, accessible, and gracious with our time today and accelerating a trajectory towards what we think we want, we're going to be better off, promoted, and protected at all time combined with faith by doing it now and, do, and knowing what to do next. If you believe you don't know what you don't know, then the quantity of the decisions and the speed in which you make your decisions aligned with the trajectory in which you want to be in will only aggregate it into more and better things in your life. Those people that procrastinate and are overwhelmed aren't making enough decisions to see the outcomes or results that they want. Prioritization, knowing what to do now and knowing what to do next, is the antidote to procrastination and feeling overwhelmed. If you know how to prioritize what's important to you, giving the meaning of the past and the trajectory of your future, you will be able to make decisions quickly and you'll still be able to have the statistical success to know that God or source or the omniscient all-powerful is protecting and promoting you on every single decision you make. You just don't realize when it's going to happen when it's going to unravel the fact that losing over $100 million can actually have a meaning of the best thing that would ever happen to you for so many different reasons. Which leads me here in the last minute to talk about the last daily practice. You know your what, it's a possibility, your who, a probability, the how, your perspective, and the now is your reality. You can live in search of your why, in search of your purpose. I want you to apply your why with faith. I want you to remember, remind, and recollect what you're connected to, what you're reminding to, what you're remembering from, and reminding with. The source, the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves you more than your mom. So that when you identify something that's interfering with your potential, your truth, your source, like the need to be right, the need to be offended, the need to be separate, the need to be inferior, the need to be superior, the need to be guilty, resentful, worried, anxious, frustrated, angry, hateful, all of these interferences that put you at dis-ease from that which creates ease in your life, a flow that has so much abundance of more than enough of everything for everyone. When you identify that, you have to realize and practice realizing when I identify what's interfering with my potential, I'm on fire. My mind, my body, and soul are on fire. And everybody knows when you're on fire, you got to stop. Don't resist it. Don't go over it, under it, through it, around it. Don't lie to it, cheat it, manipulate it, oversell it, back end sell it. Don't deny it. Just stop. Breathe. 
remind, remember, and recollect to something bigger than you that loves you more than your mom, that's protecting and promoting you, and then roll into that trajectory of what you think you want, giving the meaning of the past, knowing what you want, who could help, who you can help, how to get it done and prioritize accordingly. And I promise you, you will make a lot of money. You will help a lot of people and you will have a lot of fun. And if you learn how to do these five things and you can empower others to do these five things, you will be happy and you will make me happy. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time.